0: Shelly Rael, registered dietitian and nutritionist, our wonderful guest on Chug and Chat podcast this week, she and I chatted for like 15 minutes about the confirmation vote for Brett Kavanaugh to the Supreme Court, which happened the day before she and I got together to record. So we... Really just talked smack about him for a good long while there and got all the way up to talking about health. So I'm going to tune y'all in right in that piece of the conversation. And she's just so amazing. You guys will tell right away. I can talk to her for hours. She's wonderful. Um, Without further ado. Yeah, I know, yeah. right? It's like, yeah. all right, I guess you know, my body's like, nope, not dealing with this emotionally until yeah. later. You gotta, you gotta process it asleep right now because it's yeah. too, too yeah. much to handle. The body's
1: like, okay, you need to, you need to take a time out here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. This could be detrimental to your health.
0: <laughs> yes, and speaking of health. That's yeah. <laughs> perfect segue. Wow, that was unintended, (laughs) but that's awesome. (laughs) I know that was a perfect perfect uh, circle back to um, actually talking about you and everything that I've wanted to talk with you about for a really long time now. I don't want to let stupid ass Kavanaugh ruin our wonderful conversation because I really have been looking forward to this for a long time. So um, welcome to the Chug and Chat podcast. Um, I could not be more thrilled to have you here today, Shelly, and I'm just going to have you introduce yourself. Who are you? What do you do? What's your business? Um, and then I have a million things I want to ask you about. <laughs>
1: okay. I am Shelley Rael and I am a registered dietitian nutritionist or an RDN, not a, not a nurse. Registered Dietitian. <laughs> Sometimes people have misunderstood that um, the RDN aspect there, and <laughs> and my business is um, also my name. I've I've been branding myself as my business because um, I've had all kinds of ideas of names and titles and things like that. But in a, uh, for the business, but a lot of times people just tend to remember my name, so that's what I just stuck with there, um, because I've I've. Right now, I shouldn't say right now, for a long time, one of the big aspects that I um, put out there is uh, I'm a nutrition myth buster because we say, we as in the field of nutrition and dietetics, that we are the, um, been dealing with the original fake news for decades. <laughs> but, <laughs> the OG fake news, yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, True. exactly. And, and I really, focus on health wellness and helping people feel comfortable about food having appropriate energy throughout the day using food using food as the tool to help them be well and i emphasize that because a lot of times people hear registered dietitian nutritionist which is my credential i got my uh, bachelor's and master's degree in nutrition and so this is something i went to school for i went to I have the accreditation to the the exam that so many professions have this exam they have to sit for, and I have my continuing education, but a lot of people tend to think of a clinical or a hospital setting or uh, weight loss only and they' gosh dietitians do so many different things and I just emphasize, I've never worked in a hospital. i actually, I was there at my internship, but that was not paid. <laughs> so, um, so, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, that's how internships work. <laughs> and in some cases we are one of those legal loopholes where we can be, um, oh, I not won't pay slave labor, Isn't that great? but Isn't
0: that great? <laughs>
1: <laughs> we, we do not have to be paid because it is, is its, it's part of our work experience going towards our profession. So I was in a hospital setting for a portion of my internship, but I discovered in my internship that wellness, specifically worksite wellness was a thing. And that's where I started out. My career was in worksite or corporate wellness. And then after a while through, I loved what I did there. I loved the environment. I should say I loved my coworkers. I love the people I worked for. The environment that I worked in was pretty toxic. And it wasn't a healthy place to be. From that aspect, I say, um, a lot of us did say it was similar to being in an abusive relationship. You know you had to leave, but it was safe to stay. And I was able to take a leap of just up and leaving, giving my two weeks notice and go out on my own to have my own business.
0: Whoa. What, what ultimately, you know, kind of pushed you at the end to get out of there? There was,
1: I had, um, a couple of, um, bad bosses. And I don't just say that from my perspective, one was, um, sued by a former employee. And a lot of us had to give our deposition about it and the lawyer told me wow, you could have you could have you know had a case of bullying <laughs> against wow. this boss wow. and and well, I would still see this this former boss around town but um and now and then and I never realized what a what a profound impact that person had on me when I would see him at Costco and I would think I would like close the passing out. But then the next one did not was not necessarily better. Um, in that it was, um, there was just things where I spoke up, I spoke up about things that I didn't agree with, Um, and a couple of times, um, things didn't go well, and I'm not saying it didn't go well, because it didn't go my way, things didn't go well, and one time, I was written up for something I had no idea was coming. Um, We ended up in mediation, my boss and I. This is the second boss. And I was ready to quit that day. And this was in the fall. Um, And I went to counseling. I went to all kinds of things um, to be like, oh my gosh, what do I do here? That's just so much what do I do, but to just vent because sometimes just getting it out. Well, and also
0: to not feel crazy because I'm even hearing you like, and it makes sense given everything going on with Kavanaugh and stuff too, but like the believability factor, right? Is like, and that happens when when you're treated in an abusive manner, you know, it's like you immediately second guess yourself and start thinking like you did something or like maybe their behavior wasn't really as bad and you're overreacting, but uh, yeah. Well, And a lot of my coworkers,
1: we just happened to be all women at that time. We had gone to um, other bosses above her and said, "Look, there's a problem here," and it wasn't taken seriously. And again, toxic environment in that aspect. And not only was it not taken seriously, she found out within minutes that we had gone and talked to higher ups, and so things became became really challenging in that aspect. And it was I was the only one that had been written up, but it wasn't just me who Uh, was feeling this, I tell people all the time within a 12 month period, five out of the six people quit. Wow, (laughs) that's telling. (laughs) Yeah, and it just happened that um, in my personal situation, I held out for a very specific thing. Um, The day I wire transferred our final house payment was the same,
0: (laughs) I gave my two weeks notice. that's amazing (laughs) but i mean that's amazing you made it to the final house payment though i mean given the environment it sounds like you know it would have been uh maybe better for your health if you left earlier my god
1: and it was something where um we were eight months away when a lot of the shit hit the fan and i was really just having a hard time um and i was i was just like okay i can do this i can do this and even the, the counselor I went to was like, well, you survived that last boss. And we all know what a dick he was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got this. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and here's the, here's the strange thing, Liz. I even look at it and see how strange it is. So it was in June when I quit and, um, And I had gone back and forth because where I worked, we were going to get a a check for about eight hundred dollars in August because of various things we hadn't gotten raises in years and things like that. And And I was okay with not having that. And um, and this is what my boss said to me: she said, "Would you be willing to stay on until October because we had a big event every October?" Oh my God! And I said, "In
0: alignment with your
1: house payments?" Well, (laughs) this was. This was June when I'm giving her my two weeks' notice. She says October, we have our big event. Would you stay on till then? I said, let me think about it. And I went and I called my husband. I called a good friend of mine who also worked at the university. And they're like, What are you crazy? <laughs> <laughs> Why are you leaving? I'm like, exactly. Okay. And I went down the hall again and I said, sorry, not
0: gonna not gonna happen.
1: But yeah. it was just so strange that I even
0: considered it. Yes.
1: <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so far I've come, though? I'm like, yeah, what a crazy lady she was. As no, <laughs> no,
0: not a crazy lady. I can really relate to that, actually, because it, cause it is sort of like, and it does sound crazy when you say it out loud, but I guess that's why it's, you know, an abusive relationship, right? It's like right. you are, are in essence, like rejected for so long that finally, when they need you, you're, that's what, of course that makes you consider it. Right. You're like, right. Wait, am I valuable to them? Like they've made me feel so otherwise this right. whole time. So, and this I whole am. thing
1: is that we, um, we the wellness program. So we're <laughs> putting insane. on this thing. They're all abusing you.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Jesus, We
1: were pretending things were well. Oh man. And and things weren't, and I'm that with another up. one of my coworkers, and I know she's given her two weeks notice already. This was, before, this was like in May. She knew I was given my two weeks notice in June, but we're going around still doing programming because we're not running around telling everybody we're quitting, <laughs> you know, so we have to, <laughs> sure. we have to yeah. pretend things are going well. And act like we were still going to be there for a while when we knew full well we weren't. Right, um, really which is tough. hard because you're lying to people.
0: Well, especially it- when you're in a profession where you're providing a service for people, right? That can be so hard. Like if if other people are in pain, um, or just needing support in some way, <laughs> then, right? You know, it can it can feel like a real betrayal because you know I'm sure it feels like you want to be in it together with everybody. Like if, if anyone is experiencing pain at the, at a even close to the same level as you guys were, it's like, of course you wouldn't want them to be feeling that. So that is really right. tough. I can imagine. Right. I'm sure that made it even harder to leave, but I'm so glad you got out of there. And it's so yeah. interesting to me that you said that you were one, of, it's not interesting, but I, I just wanted to point this out. It doesn't surprise me because it's who you are, but I love that you know you were one of the people that was willing to speak out and it sucks that you were treated really crappily because of it. Like it's, that's not okay, of course, but, um, it, it makes me really, really happy that your business now is so much around busting those myths and, being willing to speak out, even when it's not always the easy thing to do, or even when you're going to constantly get pushback, because like you said, you guys are the OG fake news, right? So people right. are constantly challenging you and what, you know, science says, for example, huh. and so yeah. um, which, which I really want to talk more about next. Yes. Um, but, you know, I just, uh, it makes me feel like, I hope you feel like this, you know, you kind of are on your intended path because you were shut down in a space that obviously wasn't the right space for you to be in and you found your voice and your power in a separate space and it makes me so happy that like you weren't shut up you know your voice is so important and that could have been a moment where you know you became silent and I'm I'm so happy you didn't because we need your voice (laughs) thank you and that's
1: it's validating when I realized that was something, if it had been 20 years earlier, if I'd been in my earlier 20s, I would have just, I did let shit happen in my early 20s. I just kept quiet and I didn't speak up. Um, And I realized that, you know, not everybody's going to speak up. I'm
0: going to do it. Um, But that's amazing. There's so many people out there who won't. I mean, again, not to keep bringing it back to the Kavanaugh stuff, but that's exactly like Dr. Christine Ford, you know, it's right. like, how can you not say something? And I feel like that's the kind of passion that you bring behind your work. It's like, right. you know, if I'm going to help one person by busting this myth so that people aren't eating, you know, what only figs <laughs> for their <laughs> entire diet, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's then that's it'll be so worth funny. speaking out. Right. <laughs>
1: right. And I just, like, like you said, so I say I'm a nutrition mythbuster, And of course, there's so many, at least I see things, so much craziness out there. Um, not everybody realizes how crazy it is. A lot of people are very, very serious about it, as in they really think that they've been missing out on the fact that uh, their blood type is what's determining their health and wellness um i i had somebody and that's just a random thing that comes up i yeah
0: I, i've never heard that one
1: that's interesting well, I, I when i was in graduate school again during my internship i read um and did a presentation of four um diet books that were very popular at the time so this was in the late late 90s and um and one of them happened to be a book called Eat Right for Your Type. And it's a blood type diet and in reviewing it. So basically, depending on your blood type, you're supposed to eat a certain way. And this is like when the internet was like more cumbersome than helpful. So <laughs> doing a review of not just that one, but other other books that were out at the time, like, OK, does this hold water? Does this have science behind it? All kinds right. of stuff. Um, and that one, not only at the time, but even since then, is not it's not valid. It's not been proven that it's helpful. And in fact, has been proven that it's completely
0: irrelevant Bonkers. what your yeah. blood
1: type is <laughs> and what disease you'll get. <laughs> so, um, But I had a woman one time who was talking to me after I, was, I did a presentation, I was talking to somebody and she was crying because she was so upset that she had not been eating for her blood type. For most oh, wow. of her life, and not only was I having to reassure her that it wasn't one, you just start from today, okay? You know,
0: let's let's leave the past in the past. But <laughs> I had mini therapy session, <laughs> real quick. <Yeah.
1: laughs> but her blood type had nothing to do with her disease risk. Her genetics and her lifestyle had more to do with her disease risk than sure. her blood type. And wow. even she was still very, it's, I see, it seemed to me she was still pretty skeptical about it, but it was really hard for me to have her just, um, sobbing <laughs>
0: Yeah. she'd ruined her life by not eating for her blood type. <laughs> oh my God. See, her that's something that's, I wouldn't even consider. Her. Well, yeah. I mean, it's like, I, I. I, obviously you and I are similar in the sense that we default to humor. So like I find a lot of the myths very funny myself, because again, when you like say them out loud, they sound so ridiculous. Some of them like that one. Um, But you're right. I mean, people take their appearance, their image, their health, their weight um, so, so seriously that I could really see a lot of um, despair come up that I hadn't really considered before so is that is that more common than I than you would have thought I guess
1: I've seen it so much that it's something that I realize I I will have to say this on one hand I'm continually surprised but on the other hand I'm not um because I find people are often looking for the magic the miracle whatever it may be I'm quoting Dr. Oz there by the way (laughs) <laughs> um,
0: We're not going to give him credit.
1: <laughs> the, the quick fix, the miracle, the magic—to um, what it is. Now, I've got to say a couple things. One, weight loss isn't always necessary, and a lot of people again tend to think when I'm talking food and watching that—you uh, know, not watching, but paying attention to how and what you eat—I'm automatically going to weight loss. When I'm not automatically going to weight loss, that's their perception in a lot of cases. Yeah. Um, um, that, oh my gosh, I teach, I teach at the college. I teach nutrition, um, at the community college and at the local university. And I was telling my son just the other day, I have some students who have, um, a body mass index, like 21, 22. Now I won't go up on body mass index other than that just happens to be a ratio of height to weight, nothing more, <laughs> yes. but that number right there, is somebody who does not need to lose weight. When I say 21, 22. yet I still yeah. have people who are like, yeah, I want to lose a pound a week. And I'm like, "What? Wow. <laughs> how do I write this on feedback? I'm like, what the hell? Why do you really <laughs> to have to lose weight? So I've got people who really don't need weight loss that are saying, well, I need to lose the next 10 pounds because of some influencer on Instagram or reality. Right. I have other people who would, um, Maybe, not maybe, I mean, I do have to, I have to acknowledge, of course, weight can be um, high that it is harmful to our health. We do have risk factors that go up as our weight goes up, but I want to tell people first, let's change those risk factors. Let's alleviate those risk factors. And in some cases, weight will go down, but it may not go to some ideal that is out there in the world that we think we should look like. Yeah. And that's part of what I want to help people understand is um, weight is one thing. I, I say weight is just a number on a scale, and I'll get nerdy about this. It's just a relation of. Gravity right now, whether you're on Mars or Jupiter, your weight's going to change completely if we were standing on a scale. I'd rather have people focus on their health. Let's look at blood pressure. Let's look at your stress levels, your sleep, your ability to climb a flight of stairs. That's so much more important to your overall health than a number on a scale.
0: So true. And when you put it in the science nerdy way, it really <laughs> helps you kind of re- like remove the attachment from it. Right. Because it does right. sound so ridiculous. It's like, how, how much is gravity pulling down on you?
1: <laughs> well, God, I, wrote a so blog, I wrote a blog post years ago and I said, your scale is lying to you. It's not <laughs> nice. telling you anything about your health. It's not telling you anything about your self worth. It's not telling you anything about your value in society. It is just a number that we assign emotions to,
0: yeah, whether that's really we feel good about
1: ourselves or not.
0: That is very true. And it's funny that you mentioned, um, you know, not getting too into BMI and stuff as well, because that's something that I um, have thought about a little bit through my, uh, through my upbringing, because it was so focused on in my, um my checkups as a kid, and I remember wow. like always being told as a kid that I was like in that index that was like slightly pushing it. Ah, and yeah. Uh, yeah, and I didn't appreciate that. That was really hard on me as a teenager. So I do right. a feel about that because it wasn't. It didn't really help me like change any behavior, and I wasn't really clear on whether I needed to either. You know, it's like right. I just kept being told that I was in this specific category, which wasn't really ideal but I didn't know what that meant in relation to my health or like what I should really be doing. So it just ended up making me feel crappy when I was too young to even be really thinking about that.
1: Right. And, and there's so many stories I could tell about that. I have a friend who's a personal trainer and now and then I'll speak to her running group and she is, um, she says, yeah, my BMI is 27.3 or whatever that is. And on the charts, that means she's overweight. She could kick your ass. She runs ultra <laughs> marathons. She is a crossfitter. She and I used to be on a bike team together. Mm-hmm. I mean yeah. she's not unhealthy. So she's an athlete. I, right. <laughs> yeah. she is um, she's a she's solid as a rock, and that's a compliment. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um and she's amazingly fit, and she and I are the same age. We're in our late 40s, but a lot of us tend to feel that we're, I shouldn't say that, a lot of us. Um, I i ask people, how are you today compared to what you were 10, 20 years ago? As in, are you healthier? Are you more fit? And another story I'll tell real quick is uh, where I used to work happened to be where I was attached to an exercise physiology lab. So I was able to get all kinds of testing done, body composition, um, um VO2 max was just a way of measuring a certain type of fitness. And when I was 30, I was the same weight. I was 127 pounds. When I was 40, I was 127 pounds. And you think, okay, same thing. No, <laughs> no, the numbers underneath, like the percentage body fat, my endurance, my fitness was much improved when I was 40 compared to my 30s wow. when I was 30. And there was this, very, if you had just looked up the number on the scale, you would have said, I was the same person, just 10 years older. And not even, I'd already run um, a marathon by then, by the time I was 40. I had set a goal in my mid thirties to run a marathon by the time I was 40. And it did take me five years because that's the, you you can't just jump into things
0: and- Marathons are hard.
1: (laughs) Sorry? Because marathons are hard. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And, and that's, an example, it doesn't work with everybody, but you can't just up and decide to run a marathon in a couple weeks or even next year without training for it. And that's one example. There's many examples I can use. If people want to get fit, want to be healthier, even want to lose weight, or more importantly, change their body composition as in build up that awesome muscle and displace some of that fat mass, that's going to be a much better thing, but it's going to take a while. And that's hard for people to to take that in and be, what do you mean by a while? And I'm talking three Years. months, <laughs> six months, 12 months. It's an ongoing process. Yeah. And things
0: happen. That must be one of the hardest things that you deal with. Cause like you said, if people are looking for that magic solution, what they want to hear is like, oh, well, it's only going to take a month, even if they have to do hard work, it's only going to take a month, you know, like lose three pounds a week in a month. And then you're going you're to magically be fixed. So how do you help? How do you help clients who are like really fixated on that magic number or magic pill? How do you help them start to swallow the reality that this <laughs> is like a light? This is truly changing your, your lifestyle. It is changing your lifestyle. It is
1: is changing the attitude and some of those long-standing beliefs of the dogma of dieting as, as, as things come around. So I often ask people, and this is not to be mean or rude, but I say, tell me what you've done in the past. So tell me about your diet history. Oh my goodness some diets i've never even heard of
0: <laughs> oh god okay tell me okay tell me some of the strangest ones you've heard of um in i don't know the last 5 years
1: well i'll say um i i don't know because it's become so mainstream i'll have to say but That's like, true. keto when they first came out i was like so why the paleo why 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 that particular period like are you going around and <laughs> hunting your own food you gathering your own berries You're well wait you we want to eat- wear
0: loincloths Shelly <laughs> <laughs> you're you're
1: you're on a computer how's that paleo <laughs> you drove <laughs> to the grocery store to get your food how's that paleo um yeah. but it was I have to say this is such a normal thing for us to talk about this but when it came out I'm like oh all the things and all of the history of the world why that time yeah and When people eat paleo, I'm like, okay, you know, it was a hunter-gatherer society. They were actually um, nomadic as well, and they're moving all the time. Yeah, and they didn't have coconuts, let alone coconut flour. (laughs) So, so what becomes mainstream was initially very odd to me. The other one um, that is very strange to me is this this keto thing. And I'll just say a couple things about this. One, that is a diet that's been around for over 100 years for originally designed for children with epilepsy. Seizures so life-disrupting that this is one, uh, the diet that was induced in a hospital setting. So the child was brought into a metabolic ward in a hospital setting, and they were slowly induced on this type of diet. And I have to emphasize this. The diet is about 85% fat the true keto diet it's not this high protein low carb that most people are doing it is 85 percent fat which is a really hard diet to follow it's a really gross diet to follow and where this came from in 2018 i have no idea i have no idea why all of a sudden it seemed like this was a thing
0: and, yeah, the Internet of Things. It is weird. It's like where, especially knowing that it's been around for so long. Like you say, in other medical practices, where did it come from? Did some right some blogger just look it up? <laughs> right, like, and
1: that's what is so confusing for those of us who know about these diets for medical reasons. Right, um, and I was I was um, putting. Did it help
0: reduce the seizures in kids? Did it it actually does. work? It okay. does,
1: and for some reason, it, what's the hard part about the science aspect is we don't know how or why it works, huh. and wow. these kids are not on it for a lifetime. They're not.
0: It's a yeah, very assume short- I that wouldn't game. be possible, yeah.
1: <laughs> right. It's not, it's not sustainable, but Wes, when I'm hearing or seeing people who are allegedly following this keto <laughs> diet as they're drinking their beer when they're telling me this or eating a cookie, I'm not kidding- <laughs>
0: I know you're not.
1: <laughs> I mean, I've had some people who say, Oh, I'm keto a couple days a week. And I'm just like, That's not how it works. That's, I don't know what
0: you mean by this. I'm healthy one day a week. Does that work? <laughs> yeah. So I only do drugs a couple days a week.
1: But what may seem so weird to other people like i the cabbage soup the the grapefruit there's one out there called the military diet where it's not related to the military but you slap a label on it people believe it Um, and it's like i can't even remember it's so strange like it's you have hot dogs four times a day. <laughs> you, eat,
0: you, eat, you eat bullets for a snack, like yeah. hot dogs. <laughs> bullets have no calories. <laughs> and and it's,
1: it's just, to me, it's just strange. It's also strange that and I liked a, a video about this just the other day. Like this idea that we should fast for long periods of time because it's helping us. And I'm like, you know, there are people in another part of the world that are fasting several, you know, several days out of a week, not by choice, people. Uh, so I
0: know that bothers me so much too. That I've been seeing more and more. I don't know if it's like just become all the rage in California, but I've had quite a few women recommend that to me lately. They've been trying yeah. it themselves and loving it. And I'm like, okay, I get For the, like, if you're usually a binge eater at night and that's preventing you from, like, eating eight bags of chips, like, fine, good job. You've allowed yourself to, like, not be ridiculous at night a little bit. But the fact that they're like, yeah, well, at least 12 to 15 hours a day of fasting is going to reset my metabolism and I'm going to suddenly be 20. Twenty pounds lighter. It's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> right.
1: Yeah, it's all the rage everywhere, Liz. Not is it
0: the oh, the,
1: the people of California and I. I say, you know, <laughs> I fast twelve hours a day. I call it nighttime. Yeah, I'm
0: asleep. Okay. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. I don't. I and I never really think about it. And um, what I do have to say about the intermittent fasting. There's many types, and we have to be very careful i personally don't work with eating disorder uh clients just because there are others who are much more qualified and better um trained at it than i am i've worked with some in the past and i just realized it's not it's not something um I I can't work with people who have eating disorders just because I don't have the patience and I get a little bit too snippy about things that they don't, they take it very seriously. Recognizing first that an eating disorder is a mental health disorder that is treated in conjunction with um, dietitians and other health professionals. So I just have to say that. But with the intermittent fasting with so many people talking about it, we have to recognize this is not something. It could actually be a trigger for somebody who's in active recovery of an oh, eating disorder. So going to a restriction mentality can really take them back a lot of months, if not longer, of, yeah. of their recovery. And a lot of these diets are are have different types of restrictions on them, rules, that sort of thing. And here's something that I tell people: okay. If you've been successful on this diet, whatever that means to you, having more energy, weight loss, that sort of thing, tell me, is this something that you can do for the rest of your life? Some people yeah. will say yes, and that's fine. That's, 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 if they believe they can do it for the rest of their life, go for it. But I want people to be able to enjoy every part of their life, vacations, going out with friends, birthdays, whatever it may be and not feel that they're falling off their diet, whatever it may be, or they're um, just doing their diet a couple days out of the week, I help people follow a lifestyle, which is many components, not just food and nutrition, but the sleep, the stress management, the um, physical activity, adopt the lifestyle they can do for their entire life to help their health, to help their energy, and a great side effect It can help their weight if that's a goal that they have, but really be able to enjoy food and not be fearful of food. And it's something we do have to maintain because I say, you know, I took a shower on Wednesday, but for some reason, I have to do it again today. (laughs) (laughs) You always have the perfect comparison. (laughs) Darn it. I, I showered just the other day. Why do I have to keep doing this? But for some reason, following a mostly healthy eating pattern is something people feel is a
0: temporary thing. You're so right about that. It's like, if I just eat a salad, I'm good for like at least three months, right? right.
1: right. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to detox this week um, so I can eat like oh, God. a couple months.
0: The um, detoxes kill me.
1: I'll, <laughs> I'll lose weight for the next, you know, I'll lose 10 pounds and somehow that's going to stay off. Uh, Wait, I'm going to
0: lose 10 pounds before vacation and then literally binge eat and drink the whole time. (laughs) Just fill myself back up. So let's, let's go ahead. And if you want
1: the bag of chips, I'd say, you know, let's talk about that, but you know, nothing's wrong with the chips. It's how much we have. I tell people all the time, you can eat anything you want. I have no restrictions and people are very suspicious of that comment <laughs> I I, but they are you can eat anything you want i did not say you can eat as much as you want yeah <laughs> so.
0: do you think that that's like a bi- one of the biggest problems for people though is like figuring out a way to do things within moderation i mean especially given like in america i mean we're served such ridiculous portion sizes and encouraged to eat so much like have you seen a lot of clients struggle with that or is it actually just like if they don't limit themselves then they actually don 't end up overdoing it
1: I, a lot of people when I tell them they can have whatever they want, a lot of them don 't necessarily hear that yeah and so I still have to reassure them that it 's okay. so a client I was talking to just recently I had helped um, I had helped her lay out a plan of action for her day. I, I do a what I call a nutrition a customized nutrition blueprint, so I was helping her. Have a plan of action throughout her day. It's not a menu, it's more of guidelines of have this food group, this food group, this food group. And when I did the follow-up with her, she's like, yeah, I was like, I felt, you know, that I, I had the candy bar, I had the chocolate, and I felt so guilty because, you know, I shouldn't have that. And I, you know, she was very um felt bad that she was admitting to me it was like confession that she had the <laughs> chocolate bar. And I said, okay, so when did I tell you, you couldn't have that? Yeah. And it was like an aha moment. She's like, oh, yeah, you, you didn't. It was I me. I never said <laughs> she couldn't have the chocolate. I'd actually built in in five days a week for her to have her, her treat, however she defined it. Cause I asked people, what is that one food you don't want to give up? And I build it in. Yeah, And she came to realize that I, I was not the one who told her she couldn't have the chocolate. Wow! It was something she had carried forward.
0: And- That's super powerful. <laughs> well, i like, wait a second.
1: <laughs> even more powerful is that the, the next week, she's like, you know what? I didn't give a shit about the chocolate as much as I thought I would.
0: And oh, that's so, super awesome. So once she realized it was just a limitation she was putting on herself, she was like, oh. <laughs> right.
1: It's and recognizing perfect. the limitation she had put on herself was carried from other diet programs. Yeah, and, and and we have to. I have to take in the whole consideration of previous diet program, something from our parents, something from our upbringing, mm-hmm. of of recognizing these foods that are supposedly off limits. Why are they off limits? What is the reason for that? Uh, because in my in my um, practice, nothing is off limits. Although I do say Brussels sprouts are not allowed. Yes. Because, <laughs> I think they're gross. <laughs> But if you want them, go for it.
0: (laughs) I love them. So I'll take everyone else's Brussels sprouts.
1: (laughs) I find a lot of people do like them, but I've had them since I was a kid. And people try to convince me to do this way, do this way. I'm like, look,
0: I just don't like them.
1: (laughs) I don't. Okay. (laughs) So quit trying to convince me of this. Yeah. Not a big deal. But, I, yeah here's another way i put it i tell people think about that first story in the bible you could have anything you want here anything except for that one thing you know, what? Yeah, that- how'd that go <laughs> <laughs> so as soon as we're told this is in my opinion it's human nature as soon as you tell me you can't i can't
0: have something you're gonna want it totally yeah yeah no you're totally right that is how the brain works yeah, absolutely I mean, <laughs> my son was much younger.
1: He just loved playing with the cat food. And we're like, stop playing with the cat food. Stop playing with the cat food. At two years old, he's like inching his toe into the cat's food dish. And we're like, we're just, my husband and I were looking at each other
0: like, what the heck? <laughs> You're like, oh, okay. You're a cat now. Great. <laughs> yeah.
1: But it's just, I even at an early age. It's like, okay.
0: Yeah, you're so By right. How you, you can't We're going to challenge that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that's a relief to hear that there are people like you out there who really help people and encourage people to um, really change the way they're thinking about food and dieting and limiting themselves because uh, you're right. That's, I think, probably the biggest reason why people um end up in these diets that aren't sustainable at all because they have these ridiculous (laughs) limitations. And it's especially with like how um food is sold and um prioritized and subsidized in the US. I mean it's like you have these ridiculously limiting diets that are being marketed and then food all around you all the time. (laughs) So it's like it's like it makes it impossible.
1: At at two in the morning, if you want food you can get it at, you know, at 24 hours a day, anytime, anywhere, pretty much you can get food. I'm just too lazy to get up at that time and go drive down the street. (laughs) (laughs) Me too. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm usually asleep at that point. But it's something where, and I also have to say this, a lot of times when people first meet me, they're a little hesitant, like, Oh, are you going to look at my food? I'm like, I don't really give a damn what you're eating unless you start paying for paying me to tell you, you know, whether you know whether this is helpful to you. And already, I just gave away, you know, that nothing is really off limits. And somebody just reminded me the other day um, that when we were, uh, I first met her. The very first time I met her, we were at a, a lunch. We were in a networking group and we were having lunch. And she sat next to me and she was like really nervous about what to order. And I didn't know this, but she was nervous about what to order because she was sitting next to me. And she said just recently, she goes, oh yeah, you told me order anything you want and I'm having wine too. And it was almost like she said, it was just such a relief because I wasn't there to judge anybody. I'm not there to judge anybody. Although I do a lot of judging. If you're going to follow a hot dog diet, I'm like, okay how's that working for
0: you? But that's, you know, that's, that's fair. Exciting. You're the MythBuster. you got to be judgy when, right. when that comes about. Right.
1: But, at, you know, I'm not going to judge if I'm going to go eat cookie dough for breakfast because I just feel that's what I need to do today.
0: You know what? Yeah. And on a day like today, I think there's right. probably a lot of people out there feeling it.
1: Yeah, exactly. And what is that going to do to me? Nothing. I may not feel great this afternoon, but it it could be for anything other than the cooking dough.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That is true. You could feel nauseous from a whole slew of things right now.
1: (laughs) I just got to turn off the television. But I I have to remind people one day isn't going to make or break anything. I tell people, if you want to
0: go, I don't know why I'm on a hot dog rant today, but (laughs) because hot dogs are gross. If you really think about what they are, they're gross.
1: (laughs) But if you're going to go to the baseball game or the football game or whatever it may be, and you want to have a hot dog, fine, have it. The car ride over to the game is more dangerous to your health (laughs) than that one hot dog. True. That one thing isn't going to be a problem unless you choke on it.
0: <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. Take small bites. Take right. your time while you're eating. Chew Get your properly. food. Don't talk. <laughs> but don't I, breathe in through your mouth while you're chewing. <laughs> I just have to remind people it is
1: this overall pattern of eating, and for life. And I have a friend who is in her 80s now she has um cancer that will probably be what takes her in the next couple of years and it's just it's just uh, there's a whole other thing there but she's had this diet mindset for so much of her life she's still in this last couple of years of her life is concerned about how many points the food she's eating has
0: oh good and lord wow it really
1: breaks my heart because Um, Part of her knows that it's not a rational thought, but she can't break away from that. And it's really, it's really hard
0: to hear that. That she
1: can't enjoy having something because she's still thinking about the points or, you know, how many calories something has or whether or not it's good for her or not. Like, oh my gosh, just eat the whole quart of ice cream. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Just do it. Like God. Yeah. Right. Just grab the bull by the horns. That's right. That's, yeah. Uh, yeah. That's tough because it's like, we don't want people to not eat consciously at all, but it's like, that's just way too much. Like you don't need to be thinking about it at that level ever. <laughs> right.
1: And another friend who is also a dietitian, she said she was recently called in. She does work in a hospital. She was recently called in for a consult for an 86 year old for weight loss. And oh. In part, we're just like okay, at, at right, right at this point, why?
0: Yeah, wow, that's so, that's. Yeah. Oh, and it just it makes me upset because it's like not only is it just like another thing that you know, perpetuates the oppression of women, in my opinion, but then it's also like such a waste of time to think about and to talk about. And that, you know, I know we're almost out of time, but I do, and I want to do a a part two potentially to this, if you're willing, because there's just so much to talk about. But um, one of the things that I did want to ask before we got off today was um, whether there's any um, federal, state, whatever kind of policy around nutrition Um, that you'd like to see that isn't in place now um, or that we should be talking about? Because again, I I hate that so much of, especially women, but I don't want to overgeneralize, especially women's conversation around diet and nutrition are around the obsessive pieces of how we can change our own bodies, which is just so devastating to me. So so if we focused the conversation around actual nutrition policy, that would be good for everybody or food subsidy policy, what have you what would you hope the conversation would be about?
1: I, Wow, and I, was, I, I wasn't expecting to go here, but I'll tell you what, as dietitians, we are medical professionals. Um, and so we um, are covered under certain insurance policies. However, mm-hmm. from the federal standard, and this is something years ago that it happened to be that our Senator in New Mexico was the one that sponsored a part of this. Um, Medicare, which tends to be, uh, uh um, a uh, once Medicare allows things to be covered on insurance, other insurance companies tend to follow. Dietitians sure. are only covered under health insurance for renal or kidney disease or diabetes. They, wow. It, that's from a, from a federal thing. So some health insurance companies will cover for other, um, other, health issues sure but it's something boy it's like we have been fighting to expand medical coverage for people to see a dietitian Um, and that's it's it's, well let's just say policy is a challenge for sure Um, but when most recent cms i can't remember what cms stands for but it's related to what is covered under health insurance doctors and nurses can be reimbursed for uh, nutrition counseling and dietitians are like, yeah. Hey, what about us? We're yeah. The hello. Have the training here. My, um, I have family members who are physicians, and one of them said, "Yeah, I don't have time for that." I'm like, "It's not your job." Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> seriously,
0: our specialty.
1: <laughs> right, and that's an ongoing policy thing. I've been a dietitian for not quite 20 years, and let's just say this has been something that's been going on for a long time but we do a lot of behind the scenes a lot of people may may not recognize this or have noticed this but on your menu boards or in your menus at any restaurant that has 20 or more outlets there's numbers next to those food items on the menu that's calories that's how many calories that food has we help educate what that means to you so there's a lot of things that have happened in a positive way, just a lot of the a lot of people don't even know what's out there. But I'd say the policy there is um, let's help, let's get some some reimbursement, some health insurance coverage under this that people can talk to dietitians and get it reimbursed, or you know they have to pay out of pocket for it. Is is something that would just be helpful? Um, yeah,
0: just a little. <laughs> yeah.
1: I um, so some policies that have been reversed in the last couple of years that are very frustrating to a lot of us because we had some great strides in school lunches, which I don't, yes. I don't work in that area, but it's just been really disheartening to see the the change in some policy in the last couple of years um, that that's not a priority.
0: Yeah, no, it's it's devastating, and you know, conversely, to see. Um, you know, which other types of federal policy play a role and which types of um, lobbies play a role in keeping keeping this not a priority. But it is, for me at least, it feels the most devastating when it's related to children. It's like, how can you not at least care about the future health, like the future generation's health. Like you've made it pretty clear you don't care about the rest of us, but let's let's at least prioritize the health of our future generations. Like And coming
1: full circle on this, because I have been on the Hill in the past in DC, where we've asked, let's get the farm bill um, re-up. And a lot of people don't know what's involved in that. But the fact that we even know how many calories are in certain foods, Or in foods, period. Somebody had to do that work. Well, that was under the farm bill. We have a national database of the calories in food. That's very much more detailed. But um, the Ryan White Care Act is something we've asked to have re upped and renewed every couple of years because when patients are um, well nourished, their medications work well, work better. The Older Americans Act, Meals on Wheels, when seniors get at least some nutrition there, some, you know, that that supplemental program. There's fewer hospital stays. The length of hospital stays is shorter. And it costs us less money as a nation. And to invest in something like Meals on Wheels, it, yeah. it seems like a no brainer. But then, you know, behind me is the person from the oil company coming to talk to my legislator about something else. And I want to, let's yeah. just say, I got a watch myself when I'm in D.C. because <laughs> I, <can't. laughs> I may have to start to go fund me.
0: <laughs> yeah, right. God, I'm just going to show up and start leaving uh, babies on Susan Collins uh, office doorstep. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but coming full circle on this is I, I asked me on this on some of these things. There's a lot of us who are involved in public policy or I have been in the past and unfortunately I'm getting back into I shouldn't say that. It's not unfortunate. Um, getting back into it, but um, just recognize some of the policies that are out there that we do have to encourage our Congress people to renew so we can keep some of these policies.
0: Yeah, well, right, like even knowing that there have already been things in place and progress made, like you said, that maybe we are not even aware of or take for granted. So not only being aware of what's currently in place or what's being taken away, but you know, how do you continue making the strides um, you know, that, that we have already in these areas. Because it is something that's not talked about enough. I think that people try to kind of silo the conversation about nutrition and minimize its value because the conversation only turns to these fad diets and not about the medical profession itself, um, You know, food subsidies and the food industry, all of that. So I just appreciate your insight on that tremendously. And I feel like we could do a whole episode on (laughs) on food and nutrition policy. It's really interesting to me.
1: People say, I don't want my government to tell me what to eat. I'm like, they're not telling you what to eat, but they're also protecting you as well. So making sure as much as possible, that food that you're eating is safe.
0: Yeah, well, yeah, and then it's also, you know, what, exactly, it's like, and they're subsidizing right now the things that will not make you healthy, and not, not, probably not make you safe, so. Right, right. Uh, Oh. Yeah. So, since we did come full circle, I would love to talk more about policy another time, if you're ever willing, but I do want to quickly give an opportunity, of course, um, for you to share how folks can get in touch with you, because I imagine after we release this fabulous episode, um, there will be um, people out there who definitely want to talk myths with you and then also just work with someone who is willing to um, help you find out what works for your body well, for your energy, for your overall health from a holistic approach um, and not from a limiting approach. Um, So how do we get in touch with you? Do you have any upcoming um, promotions you'd like to share, all that stuff?
1: I do have things coming up in in the works. I have um, first, I'll just say to find me and um, the programs I offer as well as finding my various social media connections is my website, shellyryel.com. I have a, on there, I have a free webinar that people can download called The Quest for Energy. And actually, if they go to thequestforenergy.com, they can get that free webinar. Um, I have upcoming programs for Um, I have what I'm calling Eating is Not Cheating, and that's a 12-week program to help people, women, just help women become comfortable with the food choices they have. Stop fearing food so they can be comfortable in their own body and improve their health and so we can be healthier. Um, And I often have a holiday program, and I just call it a holiday program. It's really just to remind people just to enjoy this time, not to get so bogged down in, in freaking out about some of the things that are happening, tend to happen around the holidays and have it be okay. All of those programs, as well as working with me one-on-one found on my website, ShellyRoyal.com.
0: Awesome. Those sound really fabulous. Thank you so much. And of course um, we will be sharing links and all of that good stuff in all of our social media channels when we release the episode as well. So folks will be able to just reach you from one click away. Exactly. Um, but I, could, I really, this, this is, was so fun for me, Shelly. I really mean it when I say I've been looking forward to this for so long and I would love to do more. I'm really passionate about myth busting in general, but especially in this realm, because I really do believe I believe so strongly that if we can get this right, it's going to help women, especially, but people in general, just in such a tremendous way. Um, it's something I really believe in. So I'm, I'm just so appreciative and grateful for you and um, thankful that you wanted to come on and chat with me. And I hope you do it again.
1: <laughs> I will. Thanks so much, Liz. I'm glad, I'm glad we connected. And I'm, I'm always excited to hear when people
0: have a lot of the same passion I do always always yeah, um yeah. so just logistic stuff i will uh-huh. um be it'll probably take me a couple weeks to do post-production on this um okay. just I'll, I'll be adding music elements and then some other um just kind of like an intro with mo and some other tidbits that i'll add in i would like to just feature this interview um or it's not really an interview i guess chat yeah. um, <laughs> as an entire episode so i won't be adding another episode in but um, I have just been more, uh, I guess, diligent about my post-production editing. So I'm going to oh, okay. take the time to do that. Sure. Um, so it'll probably be about two weeks. Um, and then in the meantime, if there's, and I feel like I have probably this stuff from you already, but if there's anything in particular, like links, like you were talking about headshot. Um, any of that good stuff i'm going to accompany it with um, stuff on the website as well. Okay. so um, anything you'd like to share with me to feature would be fabulous I will do that okay. how's mo doing she's hanging in there um god she's had a she 's had a rough year she um, her mom is dealing with cancer right now okay. and she got diagnosed while she was pregnant so um, they've they've been there's been a lot going on. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, her mom just got some good news. Um, she's been spending some time in Houston going through treatment, even though she lives in New Mexico, actually she lives in Albuquerque. Oh, okay. Um, so she actually just got to go home last week, which is really good. Um, and then, you know, Mo's just dealing with new momness on top of yeah. that. So <laughs> yeah. she's hanging in there, but I think yeah. she's, she's a bit overwhelmed right now. And then, oh, sure. you know, and then certainly she's, I'm I'm excited to talk with her more about this when she has the bandwidth for it, but she's you know kind of going through all the emotions you might imagine of being a new mom to a daughter and with everything going on right now. Oh, so, gosh, yeah. yeah. So that's yeah. a lot for her yeah. too. Yeah, yeah.
1: And and yeah, I mean my my granddaughter four four and a half now. Um, I'm just like she's, she's got to understand she's got she's got power <laughs> she she does she does have power she stands up for herself like grandpa gives her a hard time and she just
0: <laughs> <laughs> not taking it <laughs>
1: no like most kids have been, he loves picking on kids and in, in a loving way yeah and um like ted even had a cousin that was a, afraid to come out of the car when they were younger because he didn't want to see teddy teddy's <laughs> and funny adiella is like stop it grandpa just stop it <laughs>
0: <laughs> she's not not taking any shit
1: <laughs> and she was really upset the other day and i told her well just ignore him and she's like i can't i don't know what that means <laughs> oh that's so, so funny i, I never would have thought about that but sure right <laughs> so we explained to her what ignore meant we did a demonstration. My son and I did a demonstration with her. What it to ignore when he's giving her a hard time, not if he's telling her to do something, you know, <laughs> Right. differentiation there. So then we went outside into the backyard and he started being silly like he is. And she was,
0: do- she did a good job ignoring him, but she couldn't watch. She was smiling too. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't fully ignoring. <laughs> she was probably pleased that she did it. She's like, I'm ignoring him. Exactly
1: just telling her you know you 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 have the right to ignore people to stand up for yourself and and do this and yeah she still doesn't like boys right now like I said something one time that boys can girls can do anything boys can do she's like that's disgusting (laughs) I was like oh my gosh what my son was like well just because you don't like boys right now doesn't mean you can't do the same thing like for her she was horrified
0: (laughs) i'm horrified right now too i don't want to be like boys either
1: (laughs) but just telling her she could be anything she wants to do she can do anything she wants and
0: and that's so important no it's so important and i'm i'm glad that you're there to tell her that but that's really funny she's like no thanks i'm good when boys aren't as disgusting i'll make sure she, I'll yeah when there's something that they do that i want to do then let's revisit this conversation yeah <laughs> yeah oh yeah. That's so great oh, yeah. yeah we gotta, we gotta yeah so when, go when when
1: you guys want to have another you i mean you want another chat the both of you want another chat we can certainly i'm sure
0: she'd love to be involved i actually get i'm so lucky because i get to um actually will get to see her and meet her daughter in person at the end of this month. And I think then I'll get a much clearer picture of where she's at and right. what she has the bandwidth for and all of that good right. stuff. So where I'll did she live? Like, she lives in Portland now, but she grew up in okay. New Mexico. Yeah. Okay. She and Her okay. husband both grew up in New Mexico and he works for Intel. So he, they, okay. they moved out there for his job um, about five years ago. Oh, okay. but, but all but all their family is still in New Mexico. In fact, they were there this weekend for a wedding. So okay. they're, there, they're still there quite often.
1: Okay. Yeah. I have a friend who's up in Portland. She's um, a professional fundraiser. So when I um posted that I may need bail money in the next couple of weeks, <laughs> she said, I'm a professional fundraiser. She's a single mom of two young kids trying to figure out how she's gonna how she's gonna help them in this too, because she said yeah. her ex is very similar to Kavanaugh and that really narcissistic oh.
0: I can't be wrong
1: type. Oh thing. god.
0: Yeah, that's just a whole other thing, I guess, to have to think about like how you Oh yeah. I'm just I, yeah. this is terrible, but I'm just glad I don't have a kid at the moment because I can hardly process this myself. So. Right. No,
1: and I yeah, I get that because like how do you how do you explain to your kids what the hell is going on? Your kids, your daughters. <laughs> right. How do you like, but, Hey,
0: you still have hope and faith in humanity, even though I don't yeah. right now. <laughs> well, and Something I thought of yesterday and then I'll let you go. Cause <laughs> like, we could talk for
1: hours. Oh, for
0: sure. <laughs> my, All day.
1: Well, my <laughs> son was learning to drive when he first had his driver's license, we were driving down the street and he honked at a girl and I lost my shit. Ooh. <laughs> and I was like, what the hell? What the hell? I'm like, what do you expect to accomplish with that? And he's like, <laughs> I'm telling her that she's good looking. I'm like, uh, no, you're not. I'm like, don't you ever? You know, we had a discussion. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it was like, okay, I don't know where you learned that shit from.
0: Unlearn it. <laughs> Stop
1: it. I don't think he's done it again. And but he actually had no idea that it was yeah. wrong. He thought it was paying her a compliment.
0: Yeah, I've heard other guys justify the same thing. They're like, well, they should be happy that I'm just like calling them pretty. It's like, no, you're actually like making them feel assaulted. So. Right.
1: right. <laughs> and, and a funny story is that another time I was out on a run. I had just left my house for a run and I kept hearing somebody honking and honking and somebody yelling at me. I'm like, what the fuck? And I turned and it was my husband. <laughs> 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 I'm just like, babe. <laughs> You don't understand. Okay. That's, yeah, not, that's alarming. <laughs> right. I mean, I understand it with you and I understand, you know, it's not something you do all the time, but for most of us, it's it's something that we don't we don't take kindly to.
0: <laughs> so- right. It's like, I'm already agitated now because <laughs> I thought some creep was following me around.
1: <laughs> yeah. And it was kind of funny at the same time because of course, that's one yeah. person I didn't give a shit about, you know, you know, yeah. wasn't bothered by him honking me, but it was just recognizing that we tune that stuff out. We ignore
0: it mm-hmm. because it's not healthy for us to acknowledge that. And, um, and like, it's commonplace. It's like normalized for us. You right. know? It's like, was not weird that at a bus stop in Albuquerque, a man in a van came up and offered me a ride. You know, I didn't, didn't surprise right. me. Didn't say yes, but didn't right. surprise me. And,
1: and it's like, I think a lot of these guys just don't even have an idea of what we deal with on a day-to-day basis out mm. in out in public. I was walking into a store when I was pregnant and this guy's like, Hey, how's it going? I'm like, what? <laughs> Seriously? What? <laughs> Seriously. Wow. Like, what? Uh, yeah. I can't even. I have no,
0: response no there's no response. Yeah. On that note, I feel like that's a good, yeah. that's a good <laughs> dial tone closing <laughs> moment. <laughs>
1: And I, I'm going to um, D.C. in a couple of weeks for a conference.
0: Oh, wow. And
1: after the conference, I'm not staying for the second part, is our public policy workshop, which I've done that in the past, where you go and visit your, your representatives on the Hill.
0: Sure. I'm not
1: staying for that. And part of me is um, relieved. But on one hand, where, where I live, both of our senators happen to be Democrats. So it's not always there's not always a reason to reach out to them because they're already voting in a way I'm asking them to. Yeah, and then the uh, my representative is uh, my current representative is leaving. She's running for governor, and we have two women running for that position. Um, Do you? In part, we. I don't have a lot of the same issues other people, other women do, other people, I should say, um, on this, Um, but I'm pretty vocal with my Congress people on many issues, not just, you know, not just this. I contact them frequently, but.
0: They still count them, so they still know how many of their constituents really support or don't support what they're voting for, so I was like, oh, that that makes it a little bit more worthwhile, but. (laughs) That's
1: a good point. Thanks for that reminder, because I did know that. I just put it in the back of my mind and I didn't, I didn't think about that. So Jesus I also suggested last night that we um, play a game of devil's triangle. And I'm like, well, no, the new meaning, not the old meaning. <laughs> 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 yes.